I'm Ross, and I'm a curious parent. I'm John, and I'm an education expert. This is From the Sidelines. Bite-sized study tips to help you help them through. Welcome back to our uh, From the Sidelines podcast with myself, the, the host, Ross Bennett, and our education expert, John Tate, uh, we're helping you to help them through. Um, so the topic of today's podcast, John, is something that I don't get a lot of in a, in a house with two children under three. Silence is not something that I'm too, uh, too used to right now. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting if we bring it back to kind of, you know, the learning. Silence is really important and it's a really integral part of thinking deeply. And I suppose, you know, talking about your situation there, do you often get a chance to really think deeply and concentrate and focus when you've got all that noise and the distractions of you know, the two kids going on? Probably not. Um, so I, it, it's about understanding that we do need silence and we do need to really focus and think deeply at long periods of time sometimes when we're learning. Uh, and that's why silence is really, really important in that. Okay, so when when I was younger, I remember I remember people saying that you could listen to music while she were while she was studying. Yeah, um, have TV on in the background while she's studying. Are you telling me, for example, that listening to music is not a good thing to do when you're uh, when you're studying? Absolutely not. Um, you know, it, it, it's not a good thing to do. Um, and I wonder when you said that, whether you said, oh, I heard people saying this, whether you were saying that <laughs> to your parents actually, about, oh, I need to listen to music and all oh, this kind of stuff. So let me, let me hit it head on. It's not a good thing to do. Okay. It doesn't do anything for the learning process. All it does and all people like it for is because people, again, they like it. They feel comfortable. Um, it makes them feel at ease. And actually, it, it, it's not very good at all because what happens is that if it's something that, you know, generally... Children, will, if they want to listen to music, will put something on that's their favorite music. Okay. okay? Yeah. Now, we've talked before about retrieval practice and song lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Now, if it's your favorite music, you probably know the lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you're working and you're listening to music you know the lyrics to, what do you start doing? Singing, humming. Exactly. Even if you're not singing out loud. No. You're mouthing the lyrics. Yeah. You're humming. You're nodding along to the beat, yeah. which means your brain is using some type of, or some kind of element, or some percentage of its brain power to know what's coming next, to understand it, to decode it, and then to put that into the actions of your body doing what it's doing. So we're therefore multitasking. You know, we're not not giving 100% focus to what we're doing because actually something's happening. Now, some children, and my children tell me, oh, well, I'm not really listening to it. All right, turn it off then. (laughs) <laughs> like if you're not listening to it turn it off because while you are listening to it your brain is definitely multitasking and that's not what we want so multitasking seen as a seen as a, a positive in a lot of instances isn't it how, how does that how does that become something that we don't want to do when we think about study techniques multitasking is great if we need to do five things in five minutes okay all right yeah. and we're and we're trying to do this that and we're we're cooking while we're doing the same thing as this so you know but when we're studying, when we're learning, we surely only need to have one task at hand and we need to give our full focus to that task. So at that point, multitasking is the enemy of concentration. It's the enemy of focus. We don't want to be going anywhere near it. We want to give 100% to that task at hand. And just going back a, a step around yeah. the music, listening to your favorite music and, and, and kind of what that does. One other thing that I always remember was people saying about listening to classical music and that being something that would 
not necessarily help, yeah. but wouldn't be as bad as listening to music that has lyrics in it. Is that true or is that false? Yes, kind of true. And I, it's a great question because this is, you know, this comes up from the kind of research that actually listening to music that you know is the worst type of lis music listener because of that. Sometimes though, like you said, listening to classical music can kind of help. So why would that be? Well, if you're studying or trying to work or trying to study and concentrate in an area that may be quite noisy or dynamic. So let's say it's in a, a cafe bar mm. or you're outside or you're in a playground or, or there's lots of different noises or you're in a house where someone has got the telly on in the next room or someone is on the phone or the door keeps banging or there's someone cutting the lawn outside and you've constantly got these different noises interrupting your focus. And we all know what it's like when you're, kind of, you're just sitting down and doing something and you hear something and it just cuts into your mind and it completely breaks your rhythm and your flow. So at that point, and only at that point really, listening to some musics without any lyrics, something like classical music, what that enables you to do is shut out all of that exterior distraction noise mm. and let you have some form of a constant, which you can almost kind of block out a little bit psychologically as the kind of just as the constant kind of background noise and have that running so that you don't then get the door shutting, the TV turning on, the telephone ringing, somebody talking. So that is actually the one way that I would profess that that would be a good idea, but only if, only, 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 if you can't get that environment where yeah. it's quiet. Yeah. It's not a substitute, in my opinion, for quiet, but it's a great substitute for a noisy environment where you can block all that out. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and when we think about um, kind of performance, yeah, you hear the phrase, don't you? Create the same conditions in, in which you perform. Yeah. Um, so... How does this work when it comes to silence with regards to... Right, well, let, let's face it. You know, that, that phrase you talked about, we often hear it in, in sports. Yeah. You know, that actually, you know, make sure you are training and practice on the same surface. So if it's yeah. a AstroTurf and you're going to play an AstroTurf or grass or a, a hard court or train at the, you know, the game speed that you would, you know, otherwise you, you can't replicate what you're doing in, in, that, in, that, in that performance environment. So if we then take this back to, well, how do students perform? Where and when do they perform? It's an exam hall. Mm -hmm. Invariably, yeah. an exam hall at the end of a course. Can students take their music in when they're doing it? Of course they can't. So if we have continually practiced almost and studied with music on, and that's what we only tell our parents that like, well, I can only work in music. I can only work with music. I can only work with, well, hang on a second. At some point, you're going to be thrown then into an environment that you are like a fish out of water. You're not going to be able to cope with this. So we need to get our children comfortable in regular periods of silence okay. because that's what they have to perform in. Like that, that's, sure. that's how it works. Um, and, and you know, I've said before that the, the, my worry as a parent at the moment is that our children, our as in all of our children, not just mine, not just yours, are constantly, I suppose, addicted to probably about the right word it's, it's a strong word but addicted to having their lives filled with constant bite-sized bits of music and video from either youtube tiktok instagram etc etc and they are very far less comfortable than we were because we didn't have these things in those periods of silence just sitting eating or sat on the toilet or getting ready they have to have that constantly filled yeah. so as parents we need to remember that and we need to almost wean them off that because they can't have that all the time. They can't have that at work. They can't have that in an exam hall. We need to get them ready and happy to be happy to think deeply for long periods of time in silence and be happy with themselves without that having without their having to be stimulated by 
you know, moving pictures, sound, etc., etc. And I think that's a that's a real worry of ours moving forward with what modern technology has kind of created in, in our own houses. Uh, and I suppose going back to what we said around the classical music element, even taking that into what you're saying about when you get into the performance situation, yeah. there's no classical music playing in that situation. So yeah. even even then, what we're creating is young person having to adapt to a different condition of which they have been studying that whole time. Absolutely, and, and that's not what you want. No, you, you want to walk into there, yeah. having already known what it feels like, where it is, and that's why you know lots of schools, you know, we take students into the exam hall, yeah. and walk them in before the exam season, just to walk them in and sit them down. This is what it's like. This is how big it is. You know, so it's not suddenly a scary feeling. You know, that actually they've been in there before, and that comes from the the world of sport as well in terms of mental and physical rehearsal. Yeah. You know, in terms of you know, I know from my kind of sporting background that things like kind of bobsleigh. You know, and sitting in there, they will actually sit in the change beforehand and they will literally rehearse those movements around the bends and knowing when those bends are coming mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. see it and they do the physical environment of, of when it happens. So we walk students into that environment and show them what it's like. But then if they've always listened to music all the time, well, that's different. You know, they need to be ready to accept that. Let's face it, a two or a two and a half hour exam in complete silence yeah. where if they get stuck on the first question, they can't put their hand up and say, I'm stuck. You've got to get unstuck. And this is what it's about. How can you, you know, be comfortable in those regular and long periods of silence where you have to get stuck and unstuck pretty quickly rather than just, well, I'm stuck, I can't do anything. So it's really important that we develop the resilience in our, in our young people as parents and we see that and we help them through those kind of potentially tough times where they feel that they need some stimulation. So a lot of parents carers listening to this and for all of us, to be fair, we'll think it's easier said than done, isn't it? <laughs> Creating that silent environment. Yeah. You've got two teenage children. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you've been through it and going through it. Yeah. Um, what's the top tips then to parent care at home, thinking how do I create a silent environment? How do I ensure my son or daughter actually does this practice in silence? Okay, so my big tip in, this isn't a gimmick and it's not a kind of a quick and easy kind of do this, not a work. Okay. But ultimately, it's sit down and explain the why. Explain the science. Sure, explain yeah. what we've just talked about now. You know, explain the fact that you need deep, deep, um, to, to think deeply, you need silence. Yeah. That we need to really concentrate. Talk about multitasking. Talk about if your brain is humming the lyrics, then you must be doing something in your brain that's not then focused on there. And, and, and explain that to them and make it about learning. And, and, and also, and, and this is my biggest point of hopefully this podcast now, don't make it a punishment. Mm. You know, don't say, mm. right, I'm going to take your music away. I'm going to take your phone away because you have not, you know. Don't start like that. Start with in the best learning environment and the best way we can create this, the best, you know, all about learning, yeah. it is in silence. You know, don't wait for them to do something wrong or not and then take it off them because they haven't done it very well because they'll just say, well, uh, well, it's okay that I'll do it better next time with the music <laughs> on. Don't make it a punishment, make it about the learning, explain the science, and let's face it, have a grown-up conversation about yeah. how we learn best, yeah. you know, and that's the, that's the best way, and that's a lovely way to do that as a family, you know, as a parent, as a grandparent, whatever it is, listen, this is how the brain works, yeah. this is how it is, and, and this is what we're going to do in this house. So when I get back tonight, I'm going to sit my two and three-year-old down and explain <laughs> some of the importance of silence and hope yeah. that has an impact. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank, thank you, John. Another, uh, another, another corker there in terms of the, creating that kind of perfect environment for for study and, and the importance of silence. Um, 
we've met many more of these the, these podcasts to do, haven't we? Hopefully, giving tips and tricks and advice uh, around around all sorts of different important study techniques. Yeah, um, I think it's it, it, it's 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 educating the parents on how they can really help. Because yeah. I know that you know lots of parents talk to me and say that they can't help, they don't know the subject matter. What we're telling you here is, yes, you can help. You can do lots of great things. You can be really helpful at home. You don't need to know the subject content. You just need to know how to create the right environment in which they can really flourish at home. So hopefully these little tips will really help along that way. Thanks very much. I'm loving it. Um, we hope you are too. And we'll, we'll see you again soon.